Hello all, welcome back to Struggling with the Bums. Today we are going to be talking about Godzilla. Um, this is an episode that kind of like, we just didn't really ever plan for. And then like, I think I brought up something. And then Godzilla Minus One, which is another, is the 33rd Japanese Godzilla film. Uh, it comes out in two months. And I was like, yo, like we, and then Monarch Legacy of the Monsters comes out on Apple TV, like literally a week later. So I was like, yeah, we should do it in Godzilla episode. November um, 17th. Yeah, November 17th. And then November 3rd is Godzilla Minus uh, Zero. So I'll probably be in the movies watching that when it gets released. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. If you have, okay, sorry. Think of, I'll think of doing something new for the podcast. All right. So basically, I was thinking about outlining what we're going to talk about a little more in depth. Just so people have an idea. But before we get there, follow us on Instagram at the bums, T H E B U underscore M S. Check out our website, strugglingbums.com. Uh, our Instagram, we are our main source of information. I think we're going to try and get more reels and stories and things up there just to be more consistent. We've been kind of MIA. You know, Bryce has done his last semester. I've been coaching. Um, so, but it's something that we can still fit in. So we're going to try and get that done, get some more good episodes out there. Uh, we, we have some good ones planned. We just need to coordinate with people to get them done, essentially, and find the time. So, uh, And then please leave a review wherever it is that you watch us on uh, or listen to us on, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. Leave a review, uh, four stars, three stars, one star, whatever. Write something in there, um, even if it's just to say that Bryce looks like an M&M or you know, something like that. If you know, you know. I'm sorry, Bryce. I had a. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, said Eddie, uh, which of us is more likely to survive in the Godzilla world? Yeah, well, we probably are going to talk about the end. You, you <laughs> added that question: What would happen if Godzilla was real? So, all right. So today's episode, we're talking about Godzilla, pretty much in its entirety. Um, so we're not going to be super in depth. I think there's a lot of details I want to talk about, but we're not going to be able to talk about every episode or every movie or TV show. I think. Right now, they're at 38 movies, including Godzilla minus uh, zero. So it's 33 Japanese, five American, um, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. And there's like four eras plus the legendary and TriStar pictures. So it's kind of cool to look at. But uh, Bryce, what what was like your introduction to Godzilla? I'm glad you asked, Eddie. Uh, 1998, uh, Godzilla probably the worst in the entire franchise american and japanese but no i mean like i said i grew up watching a lot of show movies on fx because it didn't have anything else to do and one day it came on i'm a big i'm a big matthew broderick fan uh i recognized him instantly even as a kid i was like ah ferris bueller honestly i don't hate the movie but i think it's more of one of those things where it's like a cult film and it's nostalgic for me as you know i just remain reminds me of my childhood and i'm like I'll never forget, you know, me being kind of a military guy, I guess, or at least loving that type of stuff. The, the Eddie, if you haven't seen it, spoilers for anyone that has it. There's a scene where an Apache's flying through New York City, and he's like, "Oh, I got him locked on," and they're like, "Well, shoot him!" He blows up the damn Chrysler building. <laughs> just like he's like, "Oh, damn, <laughs> my bad." And there's a scene too where. um they have all these tanks lined up and they're shooting at Godzilla and essentially they blow up another but dude they wreck New York City in that film and I just think it's hilarious 
And then too, I always thought it was kind of interesting because I knew Godzilla was like a Japanese background, but I always thought it was interesting how they had uh, in that movie, um, like French special forces. They were like, yeah, it's actually all our fault. I was like, oh, but, but yeah, that was my introduction into it. Great movie. That's not, yeah, that's great. Uh, I actually am going to rewind real quick. I said I'd do a better in-depth outline and I just didn't say it. So outline is we're going to talk about what introduced us to Godzilla, which is what he started with. Kind of Godzilla's creation back in the 50s of Japan. Um, and then probably I'll mention the eras and then we can kind of just talk about the movies in those eras and stuff like that and, and whatever else kind of comes up. I do want to get to, let me look at the outline one more time. Uh yeah, we'll be going through the movies between their eras and then talk about, you know, why people like Godzilla and Kaiju, kind of the bigger themes. Um, and then we'll probably at the end talk about if what would happen if he was real <laughs> or it was real. I actually looked. I found nothing. The creator, the guy that played Godzilla for the longest time in the suit, like doesn't even know if Godzilla's a guy or girl. So basically, if Godzilla was real, you know, would we really survive? But anyways, yeah. for me, sorry, you know. For me, I, just, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? I was going to say you'd say they, them, then, right? If yeah. You know that. yeah. Well, because, okay. like, Godzilla has been portrayed to have uh, children before. Not not just in the 1998 Godzilla film. Right. But in other ones. He's got, like, Son of Godzilla, Manila, Godzilla Jr. Uh, so, yeah, there's been a lot of iterations mm. uh, of Godzilla having a offspring. So, all right. So, for me, I don't even remember what movies I saw first. It might have been low key like Godzilla 2000 because I remember having still the VHS for Godzilla 2000. Um, for those that don't know, that that was the millennium era of Godzilla, uh, which was started in 1999. And I'm pretty sure that was the first film in the Millennium series. And um, basically, Godzilla fights an alien from outer space. And like, pretty pretty on par with what Godzilla would be at times. And it was just fun. It's a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. Not the best one, but it did kick off the Millennium it, it, I was right. It kicked off the Millennium era. Um, Godzilla 2000. I think something that's like cool too is like it basically each era in each movie sometimes they're self-contained and then sometimes they're sequels but they're usually just like always sequels of the original 1954 movie. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that Bryce. Like it's it's really interesting to think about. Other than like Legendary's movies and then although Legendary's movie uh uh pays respect to 1954 by saying that was the first time that they ever encountered Godzilla. Um, and then uh, the TriStar one from 1998 doesn't like allude back to the original Godzilla movie. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm fairly unfamiliar with the Japanese ones. Uh, did not grow up watching them, and still haven't gotten to watching the originals. I do know about them. Do know, you know, they have great respect given to them. Because, from my understanding, even the the Godzilla costume that the guy wore was fairly revolutionary for its time, and a lot of the uh, effects that were used pretty pretty revolutionary if i remember right yeah that was one thing that like did pop up about how like iconic that it was was a lot of the special effects um yeah no it's just it's really cool stop motion animation too 
Uh, I think they were also the first ones to make, I shouldn't say the first ones, but they continued that trend of like, like the original 1954 one, where like they film it in such a way that everything looks larger when they're all just on cable cars and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, as far as filmmaking is concerned, I think there's a lot of rich history in it. Yeah, absolutely. It, what? Uh, I'm curious, Eddie. Right. I know it's not scripted, and I apologize, Bums. I'm curious, what do you think the origin was, or like the the beginning idea for Godzilla was, like in '54 when they were like um, coming up with this? So, like, I how do I how do I put this? So, I know that his name or its name comes from uh, the Japanese word for gorilla mixed with the Japanese word for whale, um, and so. Gorilla in Japanese. I wish I had Daniel here so he could say this shit since it's all in Japanese. I guess it's Gorira. I, I don't know. I, I assume that's how you pronounce it. And then Kujira is whale. So they just kind of mix those. Gojira is the original name. Um, and that's how you got his name. But I know that um, basically he was created out of the uh, nuclear like, fallout. Yeah, called. nuclear fallout from the uh, World War II. Uh, the United States dropping bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Hiroshima. However you pronounce it, I'm going to mispronounce it. Um, and kind of dealing with like nuclear disaster, um, how dangerous it is to have technology when you lose respect for it, um, lose respect for nature, things like that. Um, and was kind of like a crying out and a way you know we've talked about art before where art's kind of based off of your own subjective experiences and experiences of your community and this is one way that they were able to kind of come up with this and this is from toho studios is the overarching uh or toho company uh is the overarching uh studio that made these and then the original creator and director is ishiro honda he made the first like 15 i think and that was in the Showa era of Godzilla, which lasted from 1954, the original, to 1975. Um, and I'm looking at some of more of its characterization, and it looks like uh, an inspiration for his design came from Redosaurus, which was created by an animator for the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, which is another old-style movie. Hmm. And obviously, he's like an amphibious reptilian monster. Um, he can stand on two feet. But kind of looks like a dinosaur and is often at times like there are creatures in the Godzilla universe, if you will, as well as how he was portrayed in certain movies such as Godzilla versus Ghidorah, I believe, where he was a dinosaur originally. Um, so it's just kind of cool. And obviously, like his the suit sort of changed from movie to movie to movie, just a little bit here and there. And then when he kind of switched eras, it, it changed more drastically. Um, yeah. I've so, always yeah. been so curious why... You know, Godzilla kind of fund, falls under the category of kaiju, which is like mythical beasts that essentially attack Japan, typically. And I've always wondered, I've always just been so curious how they kind of came up their own genre, essentially. But because there's other movies, you know, like Pacific Rim and such, not Godzilla, but, you know, kaiju based. I always thought that was interesting. I mean, even like for the time, like there was old films during that time period and before, like, uh, 
20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, where you had giant creatures. They did, like, one was, like, Journey to the Center of the Earth, but not, not like, the one, like, modern day. It was, like, a different... I think it had a different name, but it was a similar premise. So, like, there's a lot of things that they did where, like, they had these giant monsters. Um, oh, and the last thing to mention is the reason that they made his skin texture the way it was is inspired by the keloid scars that were on the survivors of Hiroshima. So that's why his skin looks like it's, um, if you ever look it up, K-E-L-O-I-D, uh, it's, it's like a scar that kind of looks like it, you fuse welded uh, skin together. Which, if, for those that know the design of Godzilla, it's pretty on par with what it, it is on his skin. Anyways, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of kaiju films, but, like, Godzilla became, like, literally synonymous with kaiju and, like, anything that, like, you know, I mean, we think about, like, if you've seen, do you remember the Rugrats movie, Rugrats in Paris? Yes. Reptar. Yeah, like, uh, Reptar is, it's Godzilla. I mean, even, like, the Clone Wars, Star Wars The Clone Wars made a reference to the uh, Godzilla with the Zillow monster. Um, that they capture um, and is resistant to what was it like blaster fire or something like that? So everything, and even yeah, lightsabers that the Palpatine was trying to capture like low key under under wraps and ends up getting away. That was based off of Godzilla as well. Um, so I think it's kind of cool to see how much of an influence it's had. I mean, even if you want to say like Rush Hour, Chris Tucker mentions Godzilla <laughs> at one point. Obviously, oh. not in the greatest of context, but you know, like it's even there too. So it's like one of those things that's pretty uh out there. So, but anyway, so uh, Bryce, how many Godzilla movies have you seen, by the way? Nineteen ninety eight, and then all of the American ones. Uh, okay, which would make five. Uh, do you count King Kong as part of that verse? Uh, so it's counts it actually as. Godzilla Legendary Verse, yes. Okay, I think that's interesting. One thing I noticed is that the original King Kong movie was made before Godzilla, so I wonder if that had any influence as well. I only say it because I was a huge fan of King Kong, the 2006 one with, like, Jack Black. I thought that movie, it ter- terrified me. It took me a while to watch the whole thing, but I loved their yeah. business Skull Island. Um, oh, dude, the centipede scared the shit out of me. But, like, the whole bro, bugs thing? I could when not... they're in that little... Cavern after they get knocked over by the um, dinosaurs and they're in a the cavern shooting the butt. I was like, shoot, dude. shoot, 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 shoot. I was terrified, dude. That, that, like, oh, yeah. And, and the Skull Island people, I was like, oh, I'm scared. Like, they look like they were yeah. doing some bad stuff, man. And they snuck on the For boat. Sure. Like, that movie was horror, but amazing, oh, too. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was definitely an interesting one. But yeah, um, uh, I saw twenty 20- of the Japanese ones. I have not. I'm bad, dude. I know. I know. I know. I I can talk I'm about the later half of this podcast. Very yeah, yeah. Well, scene. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let me let me see how many I've watched. So I've watched the first one. Uh, I've seen Ghidorah, Three Headed Monster. Uh, I've seen Destroy All Monsters, I've seen Gigan, I've seen Megalon, uh, I've seen Mechagodzilla, let's see, Turn of Godzilla now, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, I watched that one, I watched the second Mothra one, Godzilla 
Yeah, man, Godzilla 2. I've watched Space Godzilla and Destroyer. I've watched uh, Godzilla 2000. I've never seen Mega Gears, which is crazy. I've seen Godzilla, Monster, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monster, Solid Attack. Uh, I've seen Tokyo SOS. Or I've seen against Mega Godzilla, not SOS. And then Godzilla Final Wars. I haven't seen Shin Godzilla, which is insane because I've heard like such great things about it. And then I've seen all the Legendary Verse movies. And 1998. So I've watched every American one. And I've watched 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 of the 33 Japanese ones. Damn. That was a lot more to go, dude. I still have, there's so many more movies I just haven't seen. Or, like, only seen clips of. Um, but watching the first one, I actually... That was, like, one of the newer ones that I watched. Uh, that's why I was saying, like, I don't remember exactly which Godzilla movie I saw. That really got me into it, but I just remember seeing a few of them, and I think when I started looking into the different eras, so for, I'll just get into that now, I'll just break it down for everybody. So basically, uh, the first, like like I said, 15, 16 films are the Showa era, and that was from the original 1954 movie all the way to 1975. Uh, there was a nine-year hiatus where there were no Godzillas made, and then uh, they started with Godzilla Raids again, I believe, and that kicked off the High Sea era. Uh, which they named these eras after the emperors of Japan, which is kind of funny. Or Return of Godzilla, I should say, was the next one. Um, and then, let's see. After that, High Sierra lasted until 1995 with uh, Godzilla vs. Destroya, which was a movie that I watched when I was younger and freaked me the fuck out um, because it's pretty terrifying when I was a kid. I watched it again as an adult, and I'm like, bro, I was so scared for nothing. It's a great movie, by the way, but... Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, as a kid, I think when you're watching these, there's a part of you that's like, this could be real. Like, this could... Yeah. Okay, when I was watching King Kong, I was like, I don't care if this is happening in, like, 1930s America. This could be real. When I was yeah. watching 1998, I was like, I should, like, Google and make sure New York's okay. Because you're, like, as a kid, your mind, like, it runs oh, yeah. like yeah, the, the horrifying thing about Godzilla vs. Destroyer, and even Space Godzilla for that matter, is like, in a lot of the films, Godzilla doesn't really get bodied that much. Um, for those that know, the original Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, uh, they did have where like, there's a time travel sequence to it where they accidentally underpower Godzilla and he loses. And then they have to go back in time and like kind of fix that, I believe. And then they make him as powerful as expected, and he defeats King Ghidorah, so it's an interesting concept. But Space Godzilla and Destroy It, bro, they body the fuck out of Godzilla. And I remember as a kid, I was like, even though he wasn't really the, the hero necessarily, he was kind of like that anti-hero, the protector, if you will, and for some of these movies. And it was like, bro, I was so scared, because I'm like, oh my god, like, what are they going to do? They're all gonna die. Like if he if he loses, everyone's gonna die. Everything's gonna be destroyed. Like in that way, as a kid, I like freaked the fuck out. And Destroyer looks horrifying. For those that haven't seen that movie, like go look at a a picture of him. Horrifying. And it spawns mini ones that like end up killing a bunch of humans. And like the JSDF tries to fight them, and they like get kind of bodied by them. It's crazy. So like, it's definitely one of those films that just kind of freaked me out. And as I'm looking back, I've realized that, like, the majority of the movies I watched were primarily in the high C, Millennium, and Millennium eras of movies. Um, kind of more modern ones. I've gone back to try and watch some of the more of the uh, show eras, the kind of the OGs. Uh, some of them are cool. 
Some of them are just like I watched Godzilla versus uh, Gigan when I was hungover, and I'm like, bro, like this movie is so childish. It's funny how like, and Bryce, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, there's some Godzilla movies that are really like, I don't want to say traumatic, but like, really like get into those underlying themes of nuclear power, of not respecting nature, um, of not coexisting with nature, of pollution, of forgetting your history. And then there's some that are just like hilarious, like just to watch. I was going to say, I think uh, when we get to Godzilla King of the Monsters, I think it literally taps on everything you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. So but, um, maybe I'll make a few more references and we can jump into the uh, Monsterverse, what they did well uh, and what they've done. I think my last comments for these is I think it's just cool to think about how a lot of these films and the reason I'm saying this especially is because when we talk about Monsterverse and Shin Godzilla, it's actually CGI. These films were made with suits, costume suits. When you go back and watch them, it's not CGI. It's all costumes. It's stop motion. It's all these things. And I think that's what makes it so cool that from 1954 all the way to 2004, they were all made with suits and like strings and all these other components. And people are like, yeah, like this is, this is still filmmaking. This is still art. Like this is still so cool to watch and enjoy whether it was a sillier version of Godzilla when he's an anti-hero or a villain, or whether it's a much darker one where he is a villain. Um, I think it's so cool to see the, crafty and ingenious ways or ingenuity displayed by the filmmakers and writers, costume designers and everything like that to make these movies work for all those years. Um, I think it's just something that like I want to state now because when we get to like the MonsterVerse or Legendary, you could tell how cool it is to see Godzilla not be limited, if you will, by costumes. Um, and like I said before, a lot of these movies are sometimes self-contained um, and they don't really follow anything. I think just one other cool thing to mention as I think about it right now, uh, that check the outline in notes, is Godzilla vs. Destroya and Into the Millennium Era is this. So Godzilla vs. Destroya was the final film in the Heisei era, uh, which was 1994. And basically, Godzilla, the adult Godzilla dies in that film. And Godzilla Jr. ends up surviving and absorbing the essence, if you will, radioactive fallout and protecting the city from actually having extensive amounts of radiation and having to evacuate and ends up living on. But at that time, people weren't sure they were going to make other movies. It was told that this was the final movie of the High Sierra. So people were like, oh my goodness, like this is the end of Godzilla and stuff like that. And then you enter into TriStar uh, Pictures, who ended an agreement with Toho to create 1998 Godzilla. And because it did so bad, they were like, yeah, we got to make another Godzilla movie. And so they came out with the Millennium Era, essentially, and kicked it off with Godzilla 2000. So I think it's always funny to think about 1998 was meant to be uh, the first in, I think, a trilogy or a few films. And it bombed so bad that they had a just Toho's like, yeah, psych. We're, uh, we're, we're going to go back to regional shit. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to think about it. I think it's interesting too, because looking at the American series and how well it's—I mean, it's done all right. I—I I wonder if it was just like an era of the technology type thing, because I think there's a big thing to say about what you've already mentioned, Eddie, about how 
when they went to CGI with Godzilla, you know, I, I haven't really seen too much of the Japanese films, but I've seen a little bit and it's like, yeah, he is very limited. His fights are very, yes, there's someone in the suit, you know, fighting how someone in a suit playing Godzilla would fight. But once you get to CGI, man, it's a whole, it's like a brand new Godzilla in a way. It's how you would, I think as a fan, hope to see Godzilla fight. So I, I just wonder if that's maybe an error of the time too, because not to skip too far ahead, I know like one of the biggest critiques of the original, of the, not the original, but the 2014 Godzilla was that there wasn't enough Godzilla fight scenes and that they didn't do enough. And so when they made Godzilla King of the Monsters and then obviously Godzilla versus Kong, man, they were letting Godzilla, those Godzilla fights fly. You know, absolutely. Uh, the final last thing I totally forgot. Uh, for those that don't know, the original Godzilla Gojira in 1954 came out in Japan, and when the United States went to adopt it, adapt it so they can release it in the United States, they uh added an American character and then a few other Japanese characters to try and like bring the other. If you watch the American version, it's funny as shit to watch, and they cut out a lot of ta- runtime. And a lot of that runtime mentioned the nuclear bombings of Japan because I directly reference it in Gojira as the reasoning behind why Godzilla now exists. And, and I think talking more in a political sense, like you can understand why them, they may have done that, but it's kind of like almost frustrating in a way to like undercut what the primary theme of the original Godzilla movie. Um, so I, if, if anyone tries to watch it, I'd recommend trying to find the, Japanese version and watching that um, instead of the American one. So, okay, not to yeah. go too off topic, but don't you think it's kind of funny that we're talking about that now? And not just a couple months ago, the whole Oppenheimer issue came up with, you know, Did they cut out stuff too. No, well, my understanding was originally it wasn't going to be shown, and then it was. Oh, and then they did all the Barbieheimer um, advertising. Oh yeah, yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah you're right. The Japanese did not take it too well about how we were maybe marketing it and some of the questionable things that came from that. And then some things got said about other groups of people and some ugly stuff happened on Twitter. And then even the Japanese uh, HBO Max Max account came out and defended some horrible things. And it was, you know what I mean? It was just like, man, this is still, when it comes down to it, a sore spot. For yeah, people. we're talking like seventy years later. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, seventy plus yeah. years later. Yeah, it's still a sensitive topic, man. It, obviously, for good reason. We like, yeah. But I think he created this crazy weapon and fucking dropped it on people. Like, yeah, yeah. But I just think it's interesting. We're we're talking about it from the Godzilla perspective, and not too long ago, we were you know going through it in Oppenheimer. Time, yeah, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, like, that's like, I think something that maybe people forget. And I, one of the cool things that I, I do want to get in this episode, and we can move on to the legendary verse in a sec, is how tied up Godzilla really is with themes. And like, yeah, he's a giant monster and it's cool. And there's movies where it's just all badassery and fun. But like, at its core, Godzilla is usually a political commentary, or at least a commentary on certain themes that exist in the world. So. One one theory I've always wondered about is Godzilla was supposed to represent per se the United States to a certain extent in the relationship. Uh, with that was Earth. yes, that was you know, one of the yeah. 
Godzilla being formed from a nuclear bomb, but you know, in those early ones, I know he just wrecks Japan and it's like the city's destroyed, and it's like, hmm, I wonder if that's like, oh, that's what we did. Yeah. And at some points, it's like we become their Godzilla becomes their ally, and it's like since our fight with Japan in World War Two, we become great allies, you know, and bond that's become even stronger in the last couple of years due to some things going on in the world. World, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and you're right. It's one of the things that people have talked about before when talking about the uh, original Godzilla movies. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into something that I know you're going to be able to talk about. So you want to kick off 2014 Godzilla for us, man? Trusty paper right here, boys. Godzilla 2014. Uh, I didn't write when it came out, but it came out, I think I want to say like the summer of 2014. That's typical when these drop, if I remember right. But it got a 6.4 rating on IMDb. It came with a budget of 160 million. It made 529 million. I remember this film being super popular. I can't remember if I went and saw it with some friends or not. But I remember I was a little late to seeing it, and what people were telling me was the cinematography. People were going and people were just, oh my gosh, you got to see these these action shots. I think this movie, the poster, there's one with Godzilla's on the poster and he's like in this black and red and it just looks beast. There's another dope poster from the later part of the movie where the special team, special forces team is jumping out of the airplane. You see the red smoke on their left. Bro, that's a hard picture. I remember, I remember watching the trailer and just being like, is this like the 75th Ranger Regiment fights Godzilla? Like what? What's going on here? This looks pretty fucking fire, man. So, yeah, I definitely saw it in theaters. Uh, bought it, still own it, watched it yesterday. Like, great fucking movie, still holds up today. People shit on the story, but I actually think it's one of the better ones because something that I think makes the Godzilla franchise so lovable for me personally is the human interaction with Godzilla and the story that's being told. You know, there's a scene where the main character Ford, uh, basically towards the end of the film, they're both kind of beat up. Him and Godzilla lock eyes, and it's just there's some sort of understanding. I, I I don't know if I could exactly illustrate what that is, but there's definitely this just understanding. Look at each other, and there's like, I I, I don't. It's very unspoken language, but it's it's definitely a conversation being had. What about you, Eddie? What are your thoughts on 2014? Um. I'm going to stack on that real quick and I'll come back. But like, I think you're completely right. I always love that scene because it's like, they're both so worn out, but there's still that one thing they have to do. There's still that one responsibility that they have to follow through on. Um, and, you know, Ford ends up sending the missile out, starts the boat, gets it out. And I mean, he was going to initially die on it. Yeah. Uh, and until he gets saved. And then, he was going to die on it twice. First, when the uh, Muto comes over to, like, investigate it. So he's like, oh, dude, I'm going to get eaten right now, right? Yeah. Then Godzilla finds out Godzilla stands back up and blasts it right down the throat. That was awesome. Yep. And then it's like, oh, he's sailing out into the ocean. He's going to die when the bomb goes off. And then it gets saved, of course. So, like, I think I really enjoyed that. And I feel like that was a good foreshadowing, whether intentional or not, of uh, a similar scene in King of the Monsters. Um yep. Not so much Godzilla vs. Kong, because I think there's an argument that can be made that that was more Kong's movie than Godzilla's movie, but to come back to 2014, I went to go see it with a buddy of mine. 
Uh, I remember being so hyped because 1998 Godzilla is not not it. Uh, for me personally, after watching so many different Japanese ones, uh, it just was not. I mean, despite Matthew Broderick, despite the actors in that movie, it could not get it done for me. So 2014, right. I was really excited. Yes. I was really hyped. You had Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Taylor Johnson, thank you, and Brian Cranston in it. And you had uh, um, what's oh, his name? Oh, Sarah's. Yeah, that yep. played Doctor uh, Sarazawa, uh, who's another Ken Watanabe, who's another fantastic actor. Um, if you haven't seen Last Samurai, he's amazing in it. Um, and they, and for those that don't know too, the original Godzilla, the guy that creates the device and figures out how to kill Godzilla, his name is Doctor uh, Sarazawa. So they brought back that character, it was really cool. Um, so I think they just did a good job overall. I know people complain about not seeing as much Godzilla, but I think something that's also cool about Legendary's take on Godzilla is each film feels like a different type of genre. Godzilla 2014 feels like a horror film, kaiju, like Cloverfield style, yes. right? Godzilla 2019 is, is more classic monster bash and fight, and Godzilla vs. Kong Oh, and and very thematic, very like harkens back to the roots of Godzilla, and then Godzilla vs Kong is just that fun kaiju just smackdown um, that you might expect. So yeah, if Cloverfield Lane wasn't one of my favorite movies, you would definitely tell. If you told me they were in the same universe, I would totally believe you. Yeah, the monster because they look very similar. I I almost wonder now thinking about it if they didn't. Take a lot of the designs from Cloverfield and add it. They probably did, I think. But yeah, 2014 is just insane because there's so much utter destruction. There's so much utter helplessness, and then it's like I wanted to talk about it in a different segment. I'll talk about it a little bit later. Another a- aspect of it. But moving forward, Godzilla: King of the Monsters came out in 2019. I was not ready for a sequel. I thought they were just kind of kind of in Godzilla 2014. I was really happy to see that there weren't. Uh, it has a 6.0 rating, which I think is weird because I actually do like it more in 2014. It had a budget of $170 million and it made 386 So it was definitely uh, way less well-received by the public. But damn, bro, this movie, the ending, bro, this, this shit is high, bro. This movie goes fucking crazy. I mean, the evacuation of, I believe it's Mexico, where the, the giant fire... Um, Godzilla's fight. Yeah. That was insane. I was like, holy shit, this is this is real. They got an aircraft carrier flying ship thing. Like things are just getting real. But when they go to Boston, bro, that that whole fight scene and everything that goes on with it, dude, because oh bro, I, I'd never been so anti American in that movie too, because when they killed Godzilla or they severely weakened him to the point of death. I was like, you dumb motherfucker, like, you stupid motherfucker, like, ah, why are we, you guys are so dumb. Did you not learn your lesson from the first film? Godzilla is obviously on the team. If he wanted to destroy the world, he'd be doing it. But nah, he's fighting these monsters for you. I, you know, Eddie mentioned, and we already kind of talked about the themes of nuclear war, climate change, hate, revenge, all of that comes in the second film. Eddie, do you want to maybe pinpoint exactly what i'm talking about or you want me to do it uh yeah um we talk about climate change i think when you look at the first film uh it, 
not to say it was self-contained, but they obviously still harken back to the concept that they're creatures of able to absorb radiation and things like that. So that's why um, they even had issues on Japan at the beginning of the film. And then 2019 really started talking about how a lot of these creatures are fixing just, yeah, fixing, but also like for their legitimate forces of nature. They are primordial creatures uh, that exist and that are in tune with nature. And kind of a big concept was the idea that, uh, these creatures are coming out now because they're fixing climate change. They're the Earth's defense against the fe- they're the fever that fights the virus that is humanity, which is a big. I think that was such a cool way of talking about uh, environmental disasters and things like that. Uh, as far as hate's concerned, I mean the the father, the main character, like just wanted to kill Godzilla because his son died as a result of the attack on SF. And so he was like, bro, we just need to bomb the fuck, fucking shit out of this thing. <laughs> kill it. Kill them all. Stop looking yeah. at them. Stop observing them. Just kill them all. And yeah. that is a genuine reaction that I'm sure many people would have in the modern world if, if Godzilla or all these creatures would be real. How many they would just want them destroyed. Not understand, Eddie, that we're like, oh, let, spiders, dude. If spiders were like five feet taller, bro, it would be it would be a yeah, we'd be killing those things. We would not take yeah. a second to think, oh, this is a living creature. And you know what's crazy is they're not five feet tall, and we still treat them the exact same way. It's a running joke exactly. that if you find a spider in your house, you got to burn it to the ground. Exactly. I, you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm guilty. I, I do not like spiders. I kill them on sight with, you know, not good human when it comes to that. But no, I mean, the movie specifically, like, the mom's whole agenda is being like a climate change terrorist in a sort because she basically is like holding the world hostage with this device and it's you know partly to get revenge i think she frees Ghidorah. i personally always thought she freed Ghidorah to kill godzilla too that was her way of wanting um to get revenge on him because i think they both blamed him for their kid's death so but yeah, yeah. i was always kind of like i think that was one of those components of the plot i was always confused about you know they wanted to go after monster zero which for those that don't know that was his og name king adora that was so cool uh to have them harken back to that and i think she i i would agree i think they wanted another alpha that could like basically cause the monsters to wake up and then do their thing and help fix the world they just happen to wake up the worst possible one yeah um and there's a lot of books too that go into more of the detail and lore behind the legendary MonsterVerse. So like, you know, God, they, I think basically Godzilla fought Ghidorah and then Ghidorah fell after being defeated and froze, right? For all these years, thousands, hundreds of thousands of, actually millions of years, um, kind of possibly billion. But yeah, so that was one thing. Uh, the two things I do want to mention, uh, Bryce, and something that killed it in this movie was, it, much like in Star Wars, Every movie has to start with a ship over a planet. And you have to say, I have a bad feeling about this and may the force be with you. Every good God, every Godzilla movie has to have good music and the cla- like at least a variation of the roar. And I think Godzilla 2014 had decent music. Godzilla 2019 music is still an album I listen to because they just, just like absolutely killed it. I and the last thing on that, for those that want to go back 
if you watch Godzilla's arrival in Boston, after he blasts Ghidorah on his back, and he's incoming with the monarch the and its allies. Yeah, the fleet. If you close your eyes, that roar that he has is different than the roar in right after that and in 2014 and in 2021 Godzilla vs. Kong because that is the original roar that they adapted for the movie. That is um, so it's really cool to have that yeah little nugget. My, so, yeah. my only defense of 2014 was just that the the song the music that came on when he was fighting those few mutos in SF. There's a scene where I think if I remember right, he gets shoved into a building and then Godzilla gets his look on his eye his face and you hear the I can't make the noise, but it's like doo 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 and he got to like kill that thing instantly. I was like, oh, you made him sick. <laughs> like, it's on that. You know, as we've talked about in edi- anime in the past, you know it's about to go down an anime scene when the music starts playing. And the, it was like that, bro. It was like it was like a deep drum beat. And then like, oh, yes. And it was like, oh, he's about to clap them. And same thought when it came to um, all of them. I think the music... The soundtrack have been fairly superb for a franchise overall. I've been very pleased with it, and I know exactly. I didn't realize there was a difference in the monster yells, but that scene when he's like melting stuff, and again, the, you hear it like revving up. You're just like, oh, it's it's over now. It's it's you're cooked. You're cooked, buddy. Godzilla. Uh, there's three other things I think I want to mention about this one in particular. Uh, it's the reason it's my favorite of all the all the those three movies is um, the imagery of Ghidorah after they use the oxygen destroyer uh, where Ghidorah grows its head back on top of the volcano and you see Rodan bowing to it and it zooms out and he starts yelling and screaming and in the foreground is a cross and I think it's just such brilliant uh, imagery of you know this is a three-headed monster so that you know aren't up to date on their biblical stuff like that's kind of one of those things that like the end of days end of times you have like this giant lizard creature that's going to come out with seven heads or something like that and the concept of Ghidorah is he's based on a hydra so it's a many-headed lizard essentially so i think it's really cool to have that there um speaking of the oxygen destroyer that is the device that did kill godzilla in the first 1954 godzilla movie godzilla vs destroyer destroyer was created because it's a sequel of the first one, like I mentioned before. And essentially, the Oxygen Destroyer mutated his genome and created Destroyer. So, like, I think it's just an interesting thing. People, a lot of Godzilla fans were theorizing that we would see Destroyer in future Godzilla films. Uh, as of right now, it doesn't look like we will. But at the time, that was a big theory that they used it on Godzilla. So, they're using stuff in the back. And then the last thing, Godzilla 2019 brought back Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah. And when you talk about, like, the OGs, if you will, of Godzilla's monster roster. They are like probably the most popular and famous of them all. Um, I know people can maybe make arguments for uh, Megalon and Gigan as well. Um, and then Mechagodzilla, which we'll get to in a moment, got brought in. So like, there's still plenty of other monsters like Titanosaurus, King Caesar, uh, Jet Jaguar, who is its own anime and entity beyond that. So there's a lot of other creatures that are involved, but I think it's cool to have them be in this movie because they really just made it so much better 
Yeah, well, moving on in the story, and I didn't go in perfect order, but I like to think there's a reason for that. Um, Kong Skull Island. Now, I was kind of hesitant to throw this in there, but I do consider it part of the... It is counted, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Kong Skull Island, 2017. I don't know if I went to the movie theaters with you guys, but I was definitely there and saw it in theaters. It has the highest rating out of all these on IMDb with a 6.7. It actually made the most money too. It had a budget of 185 and it made 566 million. I've been thinking about it a lot why this movie might have been more successful than the others. And the only thing I can come up with is it's a little more human centric story, I would say, than the others. It's like a lot more based on the people. And I think it's a something I've kind of concluded is that maybe the higher rankings come from maybe more of a human story element and how they're involved with Godzilla, because I do feel like not that I have a problem with it, but King of the monsters kind of throws, I mean, not so much the human element by the side, but definitely Godzilla versus King Kong. It's like the human side of the story is garbage, which is fine to a certain extent, but it's pretty, it's pretty lame. And I think that hurts the film a lot, but Back to Skull Island, I mean, it's a pretty dope. Essentially, it's like a whole bunch of, like, right before the end of Vietnam War, right at the end, all these dudes, it's like, it's literally someone wanted to see what the Vietnam U.S. military would do against a gorilla, and that's essentially what you get. And it's, man, young me would not have been able to handle this movie. I would have been more scared watching this than the 2006 uh, Skull Island, because that island... In 2017, bro, I don't know how anybody made it off that bad boy. That place was danger. Just it, it was it was just so much worse because everything was bigger than them. Like at least yeah. in King Kong 2006, it's like all right, the raptor, the lizards, these humans, like they're all about the same size. It's just the T Rex, right? In King Kong, that you want to be afraid of. Nah, bro, Kong Skull Island, everything's bigger than you. They're all gonna kill you. Yeah, like, bro. And it's I, just I think the other thing, real quick too, was. Uh, Kong, was, Kong and the humans. Kong's a yeah. giant ape. I think there's a lot more human connection there than like with Godzilla. But yeah. yeah, and I think too it's interesting how like the size. I don't know if you remember the study, like there was a huge issue with the size of Kong. And they were like, Kong is literally like an infant in this film. And you know what I mean? I just thought it was interesting because when you see Kong Godzilla, he obviously gets much bigger. I, I mean, it's just crazy, dude. Like he's slapping helicopters out the air like it's nothing and Fighting the fighting the US troops and at some point oh, you're in the like, one like so dude, funny. But it makes I will say one thing that makes me mad is how dickhead and I think it proves a point about society again that we were talking about. It's how dickhead the humans are to Kong, man. Like he's ob- they're dropping bombs on his homeland and they're like, Oh, why is he trying to kill us all? You know, Kong would have been probably pretty chill if they had just strolled in there not causing a scene or anything because in the end he ends up defending them against the skull things. And it's just, man, it's like, yeah, the humans are the real bad guys in this story. If we're being completely honest, besides those maybe little lizard things, but they only really came out because we were again, dropping bombs. Like, you know, so that it's a movie, it's a great watch, but at the end you're just like, God, humans are pieces of shit. Like that's how I, I think it speaks to, I think, colonialism and uh hate yeah right like trying to come out and do, and obviously like uh what's his name john goodman is that his name is the yeah, one of the main yeah. the is that his name 
Uh, who are you talking? About? Which character are you talking? About? The guy, the guy that's the head guy, of Monarch. That goes uh, not, not yes. the head of Monarch, but he goes and forces the trip. Is that John Goodman? Yes, great actor. Uh, I think I really enjoyed his character too because it's like I think Samuel L. Jackson was right in sort of being that furious with his character because it was like, dude, you like you knew there were creatures like this. And yeah. you led us here without telling us the full like context. And I don't know, but he's like, but he's like, he, yeah, he, but he comes back and says, the world needs to know so we can bring people to like figure this shit out. And I love too that like Samuel Jackson's like, I am the cavalry like, as he walks away. That was cool. Yeah. But I think it's just such an interesting like point to make about trying to expand your reach and doing things in such a way that, yeah. And now as I think about it, Eddie, like originally I considered Samuel Jackson a good epitome for epitome for like self-destructive hate, because obviously had he been more calm and I'm not, you know, I understand where he's coming from, you know, Kong did kill all his guys and he cared about them, but had he been more like calm about things, he wouldn't have been killed by essentially his own doing. He probably could have saved more of his people. At the same time, I would argue that John Goodman's uh, Bill Randa, that's the name of the character, is the real bad guy in this. Because, again, I think you're putting people in these scenarios where it's like, kill or be killed. And so it's like, I think it's easy and I don't want to say less intelligent, but it's easy to be like, oh, well, Samuel Jackson's the bad guy. You know what I mean? He's the one that's causing problems with Kong. But this is a guy, he cared about his people, you know? And yes, they were dropping bombs. Because, you know, they were told false information, which I'm sure has, is how a lot of shit gets started to a certain extent. And so it's like, would they have dropped the same ordinance and behaved the same way had they known that the side was full of these creatures and especially ones that were going to schwack them? No, I, I, I think Bill Randa, maybe he's got a point that the people should know, but the way he goes about it is makes him, in my opinion, the true villain of the story over all of it. I, I, I've after thinking about it, I don't really ba- blame Samuel Jackson. I think, unfortunately, he's another gear getting twisted by the, the cog. And unfortunately, in this movie, John Goodman is the person turning the cog. Well said. Well said. Um, I will say, before, we, as we get to the Godzilla vs. Kong movie, I loved at the end of Godzilla 2014, you saw uh, Ghidorah and Godzilla cave paintings. And then, mm-hmm. like, at the end of Kong Skull Island, I think Godzilla, King of the Monsters, you see... Or Kong Skull Island, you see Kong fighting Godzilla. Yes. And then King of the Monsters, it was like, forces are on Kong on Skull Island as Kong does something. Like, if you watch, like, the end credits, they show all these news reports. Yeah, they're um, like, unusual activity on Skull Island or something. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really cool. And then, yeah, you get into Godzilla versus Kong, which, I, I'm not gonna lie... I think 2014 Godzilla, I, in my rankings, it goes King of the Monsters. I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I, I, I want to leave with this. King of the Monsters, Godzilla, Kong, or Skull Island's next, and then Godzilla versus Kong and 2014 Godzilla are third tied. I would flip Godzilla and um, Godzilla versus Kong. I think they didn't execute the way I w- I didn't like I love the idea. I didn't like the execution with Godzilla versus King Kong. But let's talk about Godzilla versus King Kong. 
2021 got a 6.3 um had a budget of 200 million and it made 470 million something interesting about this one context in our own timeline this was supposed to come out in theaters and unfortunately it had to come out on hbo max because of the covid pandemic so i'm sure that's partially why it maybe didn't do so well and i don't know maybe i don't know my my whole issue with this is i didn't love the first fight of Kong versus Godzilla being in the ocean. I I thought that was kind of shitty. I was like, oh, so we're kind of... Pu-. I felt like they were pushing a Godzilla narrative, which I expected them to, but I just didn't like that. It felt like Kong didn't have a freaking chance. And I didn't like how Godzilla was portrayed as the bad guy. I would have been in favor of more of a... Well, they're going to duke it out, and I understand that, but they really portrayed Godzilla as the bad guy, I felt like, in this movie. And so I was like, what the fuck? Like, well, I don't want to cheer against him, but I feel like I kind of have to, you know? And then when it went to the center of the earth, like, I don't know, I guess I expected more. I was really bummed out that there was only one Kong. I was hoping to see a lot more. And I have my own theories that I want to talk about in this episode on what I think they might be doing in the future, what I hope, what I expect them to do in the future. But you know, Kong and Godzilla have their fight in uh, Hong Kong, and I don't know. Again, I just didn't really love how Godzilla kind of put Kong on his back like that, and then they had to bring him back to life. Like, I just, I didn't like how he was the bad guy. I just didn't understand. I wish there had been better storytelling on why there might be conflict between the two versus Godzilla just kind of looking like a dick, in my own opinion. Now, Mecha Godzilla was pretty cool, and I loved how. The, the girl doing sign language, like, oh, Kong, you basically got to stop this guy. Like, come on, man. But I, I guess the ending, I don't know. I remember the director talking about there was going to be a definitive winner. And I do agree with that. But I also thought it was like, oh, so now Kong just lives in the middle of the earth. Uh, okay. Like, I don't know. There was a lot of things that I just didn't love the execution. And maybe person would rather see the story going different lanes. Interesting. My only issues with this movie are three parts is Godzilla should not have been portrayed as the villain because, and this was definitely, this was more of like a Kong movie than it was a Godzilla movie because really he's just the alpha and he's just keeping Kong in his place. Right? Like that's, that was the underlying concept of them even fighting in the first place. Right. But Kong wasn't doing anything bad. And that's where I felt like Godzilla came off as, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Godzilla, it's like to portray it the way they did. It made me feel like Godzilla was doing things maliciously rather than like just handling business. Yeah. Two, I think they chalked the way that the the they were hyping up the uh, Hollow Earth to be, and they yep. really chalked it with the way like they they made it sound like there's holes and ways to get in there in 2019 in Skull Island. And then somehow they have to have this machine that flips and it looks like they're in fucking space transporting through time to get to the middle earth. I'm like, what? Like you hyped up this way of hollow earth and then you just went a different direction. And then I think the design of Mechagodzilla was not the best. If they were going to harken back to kind of the OG Mechagodzilla, it was always built on the frame of the original 1954 Godzilla skeleton. Oh. And I feel like they didn't do that. I was fine with it being King Ghidorah kind of taking over. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. Um, it's it. just... I, but I will say, bro, like, there's no way Kong is going to beat Godzilla. Like, I, I hate to say it, but there's... I didn't expect him to. I the just way thought... they were setting it up, yeah. 
He just thought the way that they had Godzilla essentially killing him was stupid. I yeah. didn't. I didn't love the concept that they had to shock him back to life. Essentially, I it just made Godzilla look like a dick. I I just thought the whole movie was so anti Godzilla that it was like, well, this is some bullshit. That's yeah. how I felt about it. I thought yeah. it was bullshit that Godzilla didn't end up in the um. Oh crap. Uh, words hollow earth. Uh, hollow earth i wanted to see him in there i i are probably gonna see him in the next movie in there well let's talk about that because yeah i here's here's all i can say i don't know i looked on imdb today apparently they're keeping the plot super super like hidden oh, i expect yeah. to see a lot more monsters for one Yep. I would like to see almost a battle royale low-key in the Hollow Earth. It makes sense in that you're not going to be destroying all these major cities, so they don't need to be like, oh, they're killing all these people. Um, even though maybe that would be cool too, just like if they bust up a city, you know what I'm saying? But I would like to see multiple Godzillas. I'd like to see multiple Kongs. I'd like to see... I'm thinking that my imagination in the Hollow Earth is like an actual kingdom. Not not like eighteen creatures because my understanding is the Hollow Earth is gigantic. Way has is way bigger than um like surface planet, and I don't know how to fully explain that. But my understanding from seeing it because it's like two sided, essentially land on both sides, and it's you know what I'm talking about. Oh like, yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah. It's they in theory bigger, you know what I mean, and it's like yeah. untouched by civilization. So. I would just like to see a lot more. I'd like to see Godzilla and Kong maybe fighting together a lot more creatures or a bit of a civil war, like some monsters picking sides. Like, I would, whoo, throw so, that idea. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to see very many more Kongs or Godzillas. We might, maybe if they do a flashback of some sort to explain. That would be cool, but too. be a great way to. I, the little teaser they did, I think... There's some creature, and it looks like an orangutan, bro, like a giant ass orangutan. I don't know if you saw he's the. Uh, I'll send you the teaser for it. And he's sitting on a throne, um, and so it's Godzilla Kong, a new empire, and so basically, you know, Kong is the king of uh, Hollow Earth, and Godzilla is the alpha of regular Earth, and there seems to be some villain that's going to require them to work together again, um, and it's not going to be man made. It's going to be something else, which I yeah. think is really cool to think about. Maybe seeing some more creatures coming up. Yeah, I think um, two other things I would add that one you already mentioned. Maybe doing a flashback to seeing a war yeah. with more. I would, I would jump out of my seat to see a war where there's like multiple Godzillas and multiple Kongs because we know from the movies that at one point there were, there were, they war. fought each other. Yeah, they fought each other. You know, I'm wondering how Kong got that battle axe. At some point, they had to be the Godzilla's ass and, and strap that thing together, you know. But um, I'd love to see, like, a bit of a, a war, an ancient war. You know, Ghidorah, the first time he came around. Um, maybe some of these other creatures that we haven't really seen. I I mean, I'd be all for just a dope-ass flashback. Um, two, I'd like to see them try to write in, so get some more big characters and write in a human element. I think that's, again, you've already mentioned, I've mentioned, it was missing from Godzilla versus King Kong. It was just a strong human element to it. Obviously, humans can't yeah, really assist in the, the fight. Eerie. I think there's that emotional connection, maybe, and that understanding. Yeah. 
you know i loved how they kind of hinted and not so much i guess that the girl could actually communicate with kong through sign language i thought that could have been such a fascinating avenue that they did not um really press forward because throughout these movies all of them you're really kind of guessing what godzilla's thinking and godzilla's intentions and everything but you don't know and i I think it would be kind of cool to get an idea of where these monsters, where these creatures are coming from and their like viewpoints on it. But actually, if you do want that, I'm pretty sure that not only is there a comic book series and or graphic novel series, I think it's graphic novel, not comic and books that have their perspectives. I believe. What? I believe. Okay. Yeah. I need your help on that. I've been one. wanting to get them. So basically I think in it, uh, Kong fights Kamazots who is this giant bat-like creature. And then Godzilla fights um, Netasula and... Wait, no, Scylla and someone else. I forget, one of the other creatures, one of the other titans. But um, I will say, just kind of zooming out, as far as Legendary Monsterverse is concerned, I think something they're, they're, they're doing an excellent job of is taking a lot of the old themes, injecting the new themes, creating new creatures um, based on so many different names, as well as integrating the OG monsters. I wish and I hope they get more rights to some of the other creatures. I think it'd be cool to see some of like these other ones come up. I would bro, I would kill to get a Gigan or Megalon uh fighting Godzilla. Uh basically they're just two different types of well Megalon's a Gigan is a alien creature created. And then Megalon is like this giant beetle. Uh really cool. So like I would love to see them in it. Maybe Angiris as well and other stuff. Um, but yeah, as far as themes, dude, I I hope that they still kill it with some of those themes. I think Godzilla vs Kong probably didn't wasn't the strongest as far as themes were concerned. It's definitely one of those like Godzilla movies that's just an absolute blast of smash fight and all that. Um, I think really outside of the little girl, there wasn't a whole lot of a human connection to it. I didn't really care a whole lot for a lot of these characters. They didn't make me care about. Ren Sarazawa, who's supposed to be Dr. Sarazawa's son. Um, you know, like, I feel like that was really missing. Uh, let's see what else. Dude, Lance Reddick, rest in peace. I wish he had a bigger role in the movie. He was like the new chief of Monarch, and it's like he didn't really do much. Like, fuck. Okay, so I want to push to a little bit of another question. Would the bun survive this? But I'm going to add in yeah. this. I, in my own personal opinion, why I think. 14 and 19 do so, or sorry, Godzilla and God. I think there's something too about having not, not, not to be American, but you have soldiers fighting along with the Mutos, and it's just like, or not the Mutos, sorry, Godzilla. And it's just like how helpless it is. Like, I don't, I, I don't know, but, but in their own way, they're kind of helping. Like, I, you know, would the bums survive? Uh, I'm definitely not making it because my dumbass would be like, oh, fighting gigantic monsters. I'm so dropping out of grad school right this minute and signing up for that shit. Cause in theory, it sounds fucking awesome. I know I'm not going to make it though. I, yeah. But, but like, I'm going to charge, good <clears throat> charge a uh, King of Dora and get evaporated by lightning. Like, so what about you, Eddie? What, what are you doing of Godzilla and, and the monster? Versus- oh, I am hiding away. If I can are you moving out, are you moving out of California real quick? Like away from the uh... Bay? Potentially, Cause... potentially. I mean, yeah, SF got wrecked in the 2014 one, and then so did Vegas, bro. Hawaii, yep. Vegas, oh, part of Japan, <laughs> uh, SF. And then I think, D- dude, 
Do you see the, Do you remember DC the aerial view in 2019? It's like no, all was, underwater. Oh, they, oh wait, yeah, DC was funny. You're right, bro. Yeah, boss like aircraft cruisers trying to fight King Ghidorah like over the Lincoln Memorial. Like shit was crazy. Mexico got wiped in that one. Yeah, Boston got hit. shit on. Boston's done. Yeah. But even though it and grew that, back better. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was just crazy, dude. Crazy. Do you think in that scenario you would move to Oklahoma, Eddie? Do you think you would actually consider? I, I think I think there would be definitely a solid run on real estate inland, away from coastal <laughs> areas. Still, this population might just triple, maybe even yeah. more. <laughs> like, yeah, we ain't got nothing out here. We ain't got no Godzilla. We ain't got nothing. no uh, water, dude. I don't. I yeah. just like take a bath. I think like part of it would just be like, bro. I don't know. I think that would like freak. That would mess me up. I'd be like, oh god, water. I'd start associating that with Godzilla. I think something cool though would be. Uh, I wouldn't be as concerned about climate change. Not mm. only, I mean, I hate to be morbid about it, but there'll be yeah. a lot less people. And then, and then, primarily though, like if you watch the end of 2019's uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, when you look at the article report, it's like Cole Reese come back to life as Godzilla swam through it, right? Or uh, fields in bloom after this other Titan goes through, you know what I mean? It's like, I think it'd be cool if, uh, like, like I think on the one hand it'd be terrifying, but on the other hand it's like, all right, now climate change is okay. Cause like, if you really think about it to your point, it's like King of the monsters before they like freed Ghidorah. And then before the whole fight with Kong goes down, it wasn't like Godzilla was doing a lot. You know what I mean? He was literally between, just chilling in the ocean. Between 2014 and 2019, like, there wasn't like there was stuff happening, but it wasn't a lot. Then between 2019, after the, all the Titans awakened because of humans' intervention, and then 2021 when we get Godzilla vs Kong, there's so much shit goes down. Um, so I think humans' interference in the natural world and not coexisting with it, as Doctor Sarazaro's character often tried to get across, was yep. a big reason why uh, they had issues. Well, and you think about it, it's like knowing knowing our government now, it's like there's no way they're only dropping one nuke for one because they have to have control of this shit. They they would drop the arsenal on Godzilla before they said defeat. Yeah, or they would try to I don't know, I don't know, make him do things for them. So it's like I just wonder too, like how many nukes do they drop off in these movies? Like I understand that the the. Godzilla's fixing the earth, but I'm like, I wonder how many nukes versus like how much they're fixing things. Are we actually because they kind of fuck up the whole ocean, like all the ocean life that uh, it, it was probably God. Yeah, bro, that was crazy. Like, a whole bunch of ocean life there. Yeah, like, that was insane. And I think the other cool thing was like, like I said, that was what they used in the first movie, and that was an extra tire. Because okay, when you look and, back at 1954's Godzilla movie, the oxygen destroyer was the exact. Like, if you have the nuclear fallout, right, you have Japan devastated, and Godzilla's meant to be the nuclear thing, the bomb itself, or an allegory for the bomb and, and the United States and all these other technological advancement, advancements, the oxygen destroyer was, like, its own embodiment of those very scary technologies that we create. And I think I'm glad they brought it back to 2019. Yeah, and I just think of, too, like, something I thought about when watching Godzilla was... Look, in, in 2001, an event took place, and after that, we launched, we launched a 20-year war. I can only imagine what we would be thinking if Godzilla, whether he was helping us or not, because no one's going to know the full story of this crazy... 
yeah, this crazy lady releasing Ghidorah to seek her revenge, you know, and essentially destroying Boston and killing damn near probably everybody in it, plus flooding the eastern seaboard. I can only imagine the grudge that the average human without the proper context would be having. They'd be like, oh, it's on Godzilla. Like, you're not my homie. Like, I think it's, I think Godzilla versus Kong probably does a disservice in how chill they make it. Cause I'm just thinking like in our own world, you know, events happen and we hold on to that grudge for like 20 years. And if Godzilla did something like that, but again, whether he was helping or not, people were pissed about what he did in 2014 and he saved everybody. So, I mean, the whole reason 2019 happens is because he, he accidentally, which we can't even confirm if he did, he was probably one of them Utos. You know, one kid yeah, actually uh, yeah. got killed in yeah. the crossfire, which happens in war. Another great theme of uh, how revenge builds revenge. But I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, yeah, there's no way we'd let this go. This would be like a hundred year yeah. war thing. Like, yeah. no, he killed my great great grandfather in Boston when he was saving the world. <laughs> it's on. Did you know how we hold on to grudges? Uh, I think there's one thing. Yeah, everyone got over. Oh, I, Mechagodzilla was definitely a natural progression to your point of like, Okay, our grudge is this deep. Humans need to be on top again, right? It was like the yeah. point of Apex Industries is like humans need to be the best now. And, and you, there's a lot of things they could have used from Titan stuff, and it was like now we got to be back on top. Do you think Mechagodzilla is almost poetry for the nuclear bomb, and that you know the nuclear bomb was somewhat created because we were fighting a war, a, a devastating one, and we were trying to find a way to end it. And I think Mechagodzilla, in a sense, is an ends to a means to an end. You know, we're fighting this creature, and we're not seeing the light at the end of the day, and we're trying to find solutions. And so we create something that's so dangerous that, you know, if gets let lot out of the box, can like destroy a lot. You know, hence like a nuclear weapon, which we've only yeah. allowed box twice. So I, I think Mechagodzilla. It's a hydrogen bomb. Because it's like nuclear yeah. bombs are out the bag. How do we top that? Here's this extra thing that seems to be even stronger than the nuclear bomb. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shoot! Get it back in the box. Yeah, I mean, it's easily both. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's interesting when you look at the themes, though. So I'll be curious. That's why I think the human elements also so important because Godzilla is at the end of the day a human story. And I think it's telling a lot more about the human race than people really think at first glance. So I'll be curious yeah. to see where they go in the future with what progressive story. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to talk about like maybe some sort of extinction and like the true fears of taking it too far, you know? But, yeah. Absolutely. I think uh Oh, the other thing I was gonna add too was like something that I wish they would have put in and it doesn't it isn't usually in the Japanese movies, uh, Godzilla movies, and maybe it's because the religion there is different. But I think, like, imagine if Godzilla was real. There's no way there wouldn't be just people freaking out that are, like, Christians and shit like that, right? Or, like, Muslims or... Like, not oh, just to hate on Christians, but, like, Christians, Muslims, Jews, Hindus. Like, I feel like there'd be a lot of religions like, that would be, like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Nah, man, they get yeah, the really... Godzilla would step in real quick. And <laughs> no, it, no, seriously though, in, in the 2019 movie, when they're underwater in one of his like hideouts, 
it's it's an old civilization that coexisted in like revered and worshipped Godzilla. Like they had their own religion to Godzilla. Basically, here for the flashback, bro. Give me Atlantis. Give me ancient civilization. Give me the Maya temples getting uh, what is it? Uh, the blast breath that Godzilla does. Yeah. For some reason, he's just trying to wipe out somebody. He's like, we're like, oh, it all it's all clicking now. It's all making sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. man. The lore, the lore is so great. They could do so much. I hope oh, that absolutely. the series continues for another forever, really. I don't think it'll ever truly yeah. die. But you know how some of these franchises be fucking themselves, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Let me, one last comment. Oh, dude, I can just keep talking about a lot of stuff. But I, I, I will say this. Bringing back, like, Mothra and Rodan was so cool. I know Ghidorah was, like, one of his biggest enemies. But I think one cool thing they did with Mothra was, for those that don't know, there's always these magical twins that, like, bring back and summon Mothra in times of war. And usually Mothra is on the side of humanity. Um, And I love that in King of Monsters, like, the Dr. Chan, I think was her name, she was on the uh, flying ship. And it's like her sister was overseeing the cocoon of Mothra. And she's like, oh, I'm third generation monarch. And it's like her parents, like her mom is a twin and then her grandma was a twin. And that's like literally pulled straight out of like old Godzilla movies. I love that. So it's just all the little things that I think the legendary movies did to harken back to a lot of like its roots was so cool. No, I mean, yeah, dude, Godzilla. One thing I too, I want to mention is just how fucking big Godzilla is. You know, he gets bigger in the American movies. Oh, yeah. For reference, he's he's huge. 108 meters tall in the 2014, 355 feet. I don't know of a good building to reference him on, but when he's walking around SF, he's like easily taller than some of the skyscrapers. And if anybody's been ever in downtown SF, those buildings are pretty damn tall. In 2019, he's 120 meters tall, which comes out to 390. 394 feet tall. God dang. Man. All right, let me see. Just Yeah, so in the 1954, basically the whole Showa era, he was only about 50 meters tall. And then Millennium and, yeah, Millennium, he's 55. The High Sea area, he's 80. There's a few movies from the Millennium and High Sea era where he's 100 meters, including Godzilla Final Wars. And then... Yeah, dude. Godzilla, like, 2014 and King of the Monsters, he's fucking massive. That's the biggest he's ever been. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to find a good uh, building everybody would know that's around 400 feet tall. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did show, like, the Empire State Building is 1,250 feet tall. So he's, like, literally a, almost half the size of it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty ridiculous. We're talking about, like, the biggest structures we can conjure. And Godzilla yeah. is a living creature. You know, not to talk about too much of the science, but essentially why people can't get so big is because our bones and body structure can't handle it. And somehow Godzilla does, but smarter people than me can uh, tell you all about that good stuff. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's cool, man. I think there's a lot of good things when it comes to them. It's, it's not just a... You know, it's not just a uh, fun movie sometimes. It's it's a lot deeper than that. I think that's what's so cool about Godzilla. 
besides the badassery of him just shaking off missiles and shit like that and forging on, I mean, it's also like all the stuff that he alludes to. In 2014, when he's going over that bridge, I love how... I think it's a good indicator that Godzilla's a good guy because if I remember right, the missiles were about to hit the bridge that were fired from that uh, stupid-ass frigate or something. And yeah, he like, things. And he's like, ah, that kind of burns! We're talking about million-dollar Tomahawk missiles here, sir! And, like, at the same time, they're shooting him, shooting at him, he's shooting him with tank rounds, nothing. I'm like, y'all, why are you even still shooting? He's eating why? it. Yeah, he's eating those, man. It's nothing. Nothing. It's like he all could right. eat and schwack you guys if you wanted to. He just blast breath all of you, but he's not. True. So. Hey, bro, I was waiting for his uh, his atomic breath in the 2014. I'm like, dude, he hasn't used it. He hasn't used it. And then, like, he gets hit. And then he's like, all of a sudden, the tail flops. And it's just like, vroom. Mm-hmm. And it just starts charging up, and I'm like, "Oh yeah." What is that, Eddie? Can you elaborate on the atomic breath? Like, do you know? Uh, what it's exactly? just like the primary weapon of Godzilla. Like, because yeah. he's built on radiation. It's it's in the original 1954. It was like, I think when he uses it, it's. I mean, the original one's like in black and white. So when he uses it, it looks like a blast of air, and it's like almost supercharged radiation, basically. So yeah. I, it's kind of all it is. And over the years, it changed colors. It's usually been blue, but sometimes it's red. Sometimes it's purple. Um, <laughs> but it's usually blue. So. Yeah, I was my only critique or misunderstanding, per se, of the 2014 was, I was like, why didn't you use this shit earlier, bro? Besides it looking baller as fuck when you're yeah. opening your mouth, you're like... It's like... It's I, I think it's a mix of plot points, as well as, like, the point was, like, he's waking up after sleeping for the last... 70 years yeah i wonder what woke him up he he got woken up and he's finally like gaining that's why he's like even stronger in 2019 yeah prior to getting the bomb blown up next to him and then being supercharged from the bomb itself so yeah dude what did that mo did that scene almost make you cry when here's all it like takes off his suit yeah he kind of pets godzilla you're just like he says goodbye old friend or something like that and i'm like dude kind of touched me in the heart i was like dude like it kind of felt like a guy like saving his dog in a way i don't know something about it it was just like i i know that like when i was looking at one of the articles they're talking about how dr sarazawa in the legendary movies is sort of this almost like a wise man like a gandalf figure in a way or or like this shaman that's more connected with nature and wants to remind humanity that we are nature itself to not fight it, to coexist instead. And like, that was one of his main, not one of, but his primary talking point from 2014 to 2019. So I think him going, Hey, we're stuck. We have to get him back up. He is the answer. Um, it's not us. We can't do this alone. I will go and do this. He's like really just living out his entire like message. So yeah, definitely brings it to your eye, like of duty and responsibility. And, and even like, almost like, uh, how do you want to say it? Uh, Self sacrifice. It, well, it's uh like his father was uh hit was in Hiroshima when it went off, or Nagasaki in the movies, and I think it's almost like a not a forgiveness, a cleansing almost. It's like a full circle. His dad died for no yeah full circle moment. It was like his dad almost passed away for no reason, not no reason, but you know what I mean. And now here he is using nuclear power to save the world like i don't know it just seems like an interesting moment when you think about it yeah it's 
Someone yeah. fuzzy hits him with the see you old friend, like Bro, something, something about it, bro, because Godzilla looks at him and it, and I just wonder if Godzilla recognizes that what's about to happen or the sacrifice. I it, it, I'm thinking too much of Godzilla's cognitive ability and what he understands or what they understand and don't understand in the moment. But it's just like yeah. part of me thinks that Godzilla does. Like there's yeah. a part of me I think Godzilla is extremely smart and he's obviously extremely patient because. Don't let me be Godzilla. I would have shwacked all of the humans. Be like, y'all motherfuckers got to stop bombing me, bro. This is not cool anymore. <laughs> uh, you guys got my boy killed. Like, it's going to finish off this dude, and then you're next. Uh, but yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. This movie has been going on for a while. It's a good time. Uh, for those that are still listening, appreciate it. Uh, like I said before, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you listen to us on. Uh, please leave a review. Tell your friends. We're on Instagram at the bums, T-H-E-B-U underscore M-S. Main source of information. I'm going to keep putting stuff up, being a little more consistent here. Uh, I'll probably have a blog post up soon. I know it's towards the end of the month. Uh, maybe Bryce will talk about returning to school and finishing master's program. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah, like like I said, hit us up for any other topics you want to be on. If you want to be a guest, whatever it is, let us know. We're, Bryce said it in our last episode. Those that listen to it, we definitely uh, had a bit of a breakdown in our technology, which is why you could hear me and him at the same time. Uh, it won't happen this time, don't worry. But, uh, you know, he said there's probably no topic we wouldn't touch on, and he's completely right. You know, there, there's – we'll talk about just about anything for the most part. So, yeah, set us up. Hi, right, boys. Bums, we'll catch you guys later. See ya.